Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Wow, what unprecedented times we're in. I mean, it is amazing. And our kids may not remember 10 years ago or 20 years ago when we weren't doing the things that we're doing now, but we're trying to get them to realize, and I don't always like to use the term new normal, but we're trying to get our kids to realize the importance of what is going on right now with this pandemic and the fact that masks, social distancing, all of these things go together to help us to try to control this pandemic. And joining me today to talk about kids and masks is Dr. Jennifer Shu. She's board certified pediatrician and spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. Shu, it's a pleasure to have you join us again. I always love having you on as a guest. So I know it depends on the age of the kids, and we're going to start with our littler ones. First of all, tell us who's too young to be wearing a mask, and then move up the ages a little bit so that we can talk about our toddlers and then our, our, our you know preschoolers and up from there and getting them to realize what's going on and why we're doing some of the things we're doing. Thanks for having me on, Melanie. Um, yes, masks are so important right now to try to prevent the spread of coronavirus. And really, we don't want anyone under the age of two to wear a mask at all. And the reason for that is that if they have trouble breathing, they are not going to be able to tell you if they're having a problem and they're gonna be less likely to be able to take that mask off if they're having difficulties. So really, we're not recommending masks under the age of two. Um, you mentioned the different age groups where there can be certain challenges. Um, the two to four age group can be iffy. So some two to four year olds are really great at wearing masks where others just won't keep them on. And there are definitely some tips that you can help with those kids. Um, kids that age tend to love dress up. So if you dress up their dolls or stuffed animals and they have a matching mask themselves, they may be more likely to wear them. And kids basically even up to four or five may not want to wear masks. So you can try that trick on them also. A great other trick would be to, um, to pair masks with screen time. So if a child is pretty relaxed and, you know, watching videos or playing on a tablet or something like that, that's a perfect time to have them wear a mask. Okay, so that's great advice to play dress up, to do that sort of thing. But what about explaining to them why? And, and why this is so important. I mean, they're not going to necessarily understand the droplets and transmission. And there are words that, and you're a pediatrician, help us with the words that we can use. And we don't want to scare them with our words either. So it's kind of a little balancing act, right? Absolutely. I think the best thing is to keep your message very straightforward and simple. So something like, we're wearing masks because masks keep us safe. Um, so, so kids get that, you know, keep the mask on, don't touch the mask, things like that, which are very short um, commands and directions kids can follow easily. Um, we don't want to get sick. Kids can understand that also because they've been sick before. They know how miserable it can be. So masks keep us safe, keep everyone safe. We don't want to get sick. Um, things like that are really straightforward, easy messages to teach children without having to get into the details of is it droplet spread and all that business. So then let's talk about 
really dealing with the fear? Because some kids are, are a little bit afraid of seeing people in the masks because you can't see everybody, especially like our three, four, five-year-olds might be, or they may be a little anxious about wearing a mask themselves, feeling like it's a little bit restrictive or that they have a little more trouble breathing or, you know, how can we work with them on that aspect, the scary aspect? So the best thing to do is to kind of normalize mask use in your house. So have the adults in the household wear masks around the kids so that the kid can just still see that you're still that same person, but you're only seeing maybe half of their face now. A lot of times, um, body language, expressions from your eyes and your tone of voice can go a long way also. So in general, I do see that if a parent or an adult is really reassuring to the child, they won't feel scared at all. So have the parent be a good role model and talk about masks in a positive way instead of in a negative way. And that really does set the tone. Well, I think you're right. And so as the kids are going back to school, and some parents are pretty anxious about this, I I know that I am. And I know that some of the kids are a little bit nervous as well. We also need, besides the masks, Dr. Shu, we need to work on with our kids not wearing the masks around their neck. And kids are notorious nose pickers and nose wipers. Tell us a little bit about hand hygiene, respiratory etiquette, and how we can hopefully get our kids, if they are out in public or they are at school, how do we encourage all of these things and and let them know how important it is that they keep those masks in place for the day? So even pre-pandemic, hand washing was a really good idea just to prevent germs from happening. Um, So schools and daycare settings might have specific hand hygiene breaks where they schedule them into the day and make that a normal thing. Um, I usually like to say, wash your hands before you eat, after you use the bathroom, anytime you come in from outside, or if they look dirty. So those are, are important times to wash hands anyway. It can be tempting to to touch one's face with a mask on because sometimes they get hot or itchy. So if you can keep a child's hands occupied with something else, a little toy or a fidget object, um, so that they don't mess with their face masks, that can be very helpful as well. Yeah, it certainly is an important lesson. And of course, as you said, high hand hygiene has always been something that we've really wanted to, you know, work on our kids with. Now let's move on a little bit to the older kids. They're wearing these things around their mouth. They don't cover their nose. They think it's funny or they don't take it seriously. And that's actually one of my bigger concerns is the tweens or the teens that are not taking the mask situation seriously. And you see them out and about and they're like, oh, well, if I'm here, I don't need this mask. Or what do we do about them? I think if the, t- if the tweens and the teens understand the reasoning behind the masks, that can go a long way. And if you can um, give them guidelines as to what they can do. Yes, you can go outside and play with your friends. Um, yes, you can stay very socially distanced and not have a mask on. But it's always a good idea to keep the mask around even when they're playing outside in case they do come into closer contact and need to have that mask readily available. So I, you know, I think we may not necessarily give our young people enough credit um, because I think a lot of them will do the right things, especially if they know that even if they may not get so sick from coronavirus, they could get parents and grandparents and teachers and other adults very sick. 
um, if they were to pass along that virus. So I know we're not talking necessarily about back to school, but it is the time right now. And if our kids are good and vigilant about wearing masks, but they have to do things like take the bus, are we still looking at sanitizer? Is Do we know anything else about transmission as far as surfaces, things along those lines that we should let our kids know about if they're going to have to take the bus or be at school where maybe they don't have partitions around the desks? Are we still concerned about surfaces, Dr. Shu? So there's definitely some concern about surfaces, maybe not as much as we had previously thought at the beginning of the pandemic. But in general, it's a good idea to wash your hands before you go onto a bus or before you go into school and right afterwards as well before you touch your face so that you don't um, unwittingly transmit some virus particles onto yourself. Um, So just really good hand hygiene and trying not to touch your face as much as possible. And whenever you can, if there's um, spacing on the bus or ventilation, where you open the windows on the bus or even in classrooms, that can really help um, prevent the virus from, from getting transmitted also. Do you like hand washing better or sanitizer? Hand washing is great because it can actually physically remove any kind of germs from your skin. Sanitizer is also great in a pinch because you're not always going to have access to um, soapy water, um, warm water and soap, for example. So um, I think there is a place for both of them. Um, There are also sanitizing wipes or even baby wipes if you don't have access to to either hand washing or sanitizer. So I I think the important thing is to to try to clean um, as much as you need to um, the best that you can. That's a really great point, carrying baby wipes or, you know, if you can't find sanitizer, but stuff is around now. And what haven't we talked about, Dr. Shu? What would you like the listeners to know about working with their kids? And I say working with your kids, because as you say, we need to, you know, kind of ingrain this now, because we don't know how long this is going to last. And we don't know how long we're, you know, certain countries have been doing this for years. And for us, this is very new. So what would you like everyone to know about our kids and masks and hygiene and trying to flatten the curve? Whenever possible, it can be helpful to get your child's input and cooperation in choosing a mask, for example. So if the best mask is the one that a person will wear properly and all the time that they need to wear it. So if a child doesn't like a certain mask for whatever reason, then get their input and um, figure out what mask they do like and are willing to wear. Um, Some schools are recommending also having a face shield over a mask, and there are many cute face shields with pictures of animals or unicorns or, you know, whatever, (laughs) rainbows, butterflies that younger kids may like to have just as an expression of their own personalities um, since part of their faces are now being covered. So, um, So talk to your children about what would work best for them. That's great advice. And talking to our kids, keeping up those lines of communication is so important. Thank you, Dr. Shu, for joining us. You are a great guest, as always, with great advice. And you're listening to Healthy Children. All of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. And you can listen 
on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere podcasts are played. But of course, we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So share this show with, with friends and family on social media. If you know someone who's got little kids and they're trying to get them to wear these masks, like wrangling them on sunscreen and anything else, it's all about how you go about it. So you got some great advice today. Share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. This is Melanie Cole for Healthy Children. Stay well.